Hello there, everybody. It is September 8th, 2016, and you're listening to yet another edition of the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Justin Townsend, and today I am here with Bobby Shortle. Hello, hello. And no Jackie, no Steve, but we have a special guest in the house. What's up, Jeff? Well, I am a poor substitute for both of those people. I'm going <laughs> to do the best I can. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast this week, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've played more games than Jackie has, so I think you're... <laughs> You're in okay shape. You're in I, okay shape, yeah. I don't. Sure. People don't say that about me a lot. So. No, 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 definitely not, definitely not. Before we started recording, Justin was like in a trance, staring at what looks like his Disney park order details. I was actually looking at the date, so I can get the date right. Okay. It's like eight, eight, eight. I, you eight. have no, many, uh, no idea how many times I mess up the date when I'm hosting. Can I just tell you guys how inferior I feel based on the size of you guys' headphones? <laughs> like, I feel like less of a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, uh, and I have bigger than average headphones, mm-hmm. but nowhere in the, in the, uh, the level of you guys' headphone game. Your head With the amount game. of money that we paid for them, yeah, you yeah. should. <laughs> yeah. These are, we, these are double, these pull double duty for this and for uh, gaming. Yeah. So oh, gotcha. They're gaming headphones. Oh, gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. Astro, are they still called, are you still A50s? Is that what they're still A40s. called? A40s. They're A40s. Okay. Yeah, A50s are the wireless ones. Oh, okay, that's right, A40s. The these are the uh, A11s. Those are good headphones, though. Those are like classic, like, um, I want a little bit better than like the earbud <laughs> thing or like the ones that just go over the back every year I get a Target, but like... like I'll spend 40 bucks, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're not getting me for 99 Yeah, that's, exactly. that's what these are. That's what they are. Exactly, exactly. These were... Wait, the, well, the, the total package is like 250 Yeah. But the, the headphones are 150 Something like that. And the mixer was 100 mm-hmm. Yeah. This comes like a USB thing to plug in where you you can like change the level of game to voice sound if you're like talking online with people and stuff like that. Your headphone game is so strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I do a lot of podcasts too. And these <laughs> things are very comfortable. They're like, you can wear them for like three hours and they don't like start to hurt your ears. <laughs> Looks like you have snacks in there. Like they're yeah. big. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of space. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they've got these really nice like pads on them. Mm. They're nice. They're very nicely Fantastic. made things. This is uh, talking headphones this yes. week. <laughs> people are more interested in that stuff than you would think about when they listen to this stuff. Yeah. They, they, they like to hear like what kind of gear that we are using. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, uh, Jeff is, I think this is Jeff's first appearance on the Talking Games podcast. That's correct. Uh, he's made a couple appearances on Talking Comics. Um, I think last time he was up for Thor The Dark World, though. I think that was the last time you were on Talking Comics. It wasn't a, wasn't a Batman thing? No, it was, was no, it Thor? It was Thor. Well, yeah. I'm waiting for another invitation. Because well, there's been a lot of comic book movies. There's a new Thor about. coming out in just a couple of years. <laughs> Which is like my least favorite of all the comic book movies. <laughs> But uh, we have you on because uh, Madden 17 came out yes. uh, just a couple weeks ago. And I think one of the things we sort of lack when we talk about stuff on this show. Sports games are terrible. Sports games are one of the things that we never really talk about. And uh, Jeff plays, Jeff buys Madden and plays Madden all year <laughs> until the next Madden comes out. Um, and I played Madden 2016 10 days ago. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So if there's anybody who's an expert on these kind of things, it would, it would be you. Uh, and, and so it'll be cool to hear your, your thoughts on this new one. I've heard good things so far, so I'm interested to get into it with you. Uh, but yeah, so that's why Mr. Schaefer's on the show. But we had some big news, didn't we, Justin? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. I'll it's, say that. It's very weird that we had... This literally happened at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, I was expecting to be watching a press conference while doing this show, yeah. and I texted you yesterday and said, do you know the conference, the place, like this PlayStation event that they're having is at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which is very strange. Yes. Very strange for in my whole podcasting world for something important to happen, but the right day before, we, yeah, yeah, and right before, before we, actually we podcast. podcast. But sometimes it's like, oh, an hour after, oh, the new Avengers trailer comes out. I'm like, great. A week until I can, we can talk about that. Oh, this is nice, fresh news. But this is going to be right there for people. 
and it's fresh in our minds. We it, can talk about it. It is. So true. let's do it. Let's, let's do talk it. about what happened today. Yeah. I think it was a train wreck. <laughs> I think a train wreck is strong. So we should fill people in what happened, first of all. Sure. Um, Jeff is just, is just looking blankly at us like, I yeah. have no idea what anybody's talking about. So this is an interesting situation because Justin and I always talk about the theoretical guy who like likes video games but doesn't like follow the news. Mm, that's me. That's you. Um, that's definitely not us. <laughs> so uh, wait, what, what, what was it at this point now? Four or five months ago at this point now? I'll say something like that. Yeah. yeah. This this these documents leaked about this new PlayStation, and that, at that point they were calling it the Neo, um, which was going to have 4K. Uh, support for 4K televisions and increase the kind of the processing power of the box. So it would not only be able to play games at nicer resolutions if you have a 4K TV, um, but it would also be able to you know do better shading, better graphical quality. Might run better. Might run better. You know if it, if it had frame rate issues or something like that, might might boost that stuff up. Um, and it was kind of just because yeah, it was before E3 that this, that this, this well broke. before E3. Um, I'll say like last March. February, March, somewhere in there. Yeah, February, March. Um, and then, and then they didn't talk about it at E three. Uh, they kind of t- right before they're like, "Yeah, this thing exists. We're not going to talk about it at this at this year's show." Um, and then a couple like a month ago or so, they announced they're having this event um, on September seventh to announce something, and they kind of kept it, you know, still the worst kept secret in the world because everyone knew it was coming, knew anything about video games. Um, and then also a few about a week or two ago, uh, the PlayStation Slim model leaked and they've done that with all of their consoles over the years but in the weirdest way possible which is that they must have sent it out to retailers because people actually had them like <laughs> had them and like were doing reviews of them online and it wasn't even officially announced and there were it's reviews one of those, online uh, this fell off the back of a truck deal yeah, yeah, yeah or somebody at GameStop was like hey here look at this friend who runs a site like you know you I'll shake your hand you shake my hand type of situation but it got reviewed somebody opened it up and, and looked at tore the guts it down. And tore it yeah. down look at the guts of it and so, the, like the stuff that being announced today was was not super surprising to people who follow video games, but uh, the way in which they announced it and the messaging, they were, finally they were going to say like, okay, this is what it is, because there was a lot of conjecture and rumor about what it was going to mean for old PlayStation fours, what it was going to mean for new ones, w- w- would they announce games alongside of it, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, but you think it was a train wreck. Yeah, I didn't think it was a good event or show at all. Um, so what they did announce, though, was like there's this PlayStation Pro, they're calling it, PlayStation 4 Pro. Okay. Uh, like the iPad Pro, let's put it in, a, in terms of Apple, which is sure. like um, it's a it's a better version uh, of the current system. Um, it doesn't replace the current system, but it kind of lives alongside it for someone who wants a little more power, who cares about sort of the, the whiz-bang of that stuff. Um, and they also announced the Slim, which will basically replace... The original, Moving forward, that's the new yeah, PlayStation kind of base model. Nothing, nothing new or different about it. Just it's redesigned. It's a little bit smaller, but no upgrades or anything like that. It, it goes for on sale, or it'll be on sale in stores on the fifteenth of yeah, this month for uh, two ninety nine, um, which is the current price I think of the of the base model, or is the base model three forty nine? I think it's three forty nine. Okay, so they check on that. They're lowering the price and making it two ninety nine, and they're introducing this one, which is November tenth, I believe they said. Was the release yes. date? Um, this PlayStation 4 Pro at three ninety nine, um, which was the original price of the launch PlayStation right. Four. So they're kind of they're much like Apple. They're kind of slotting in like here's like the base level. Here's like you know here's your iPhone six and here's your iPhone six S type of situation. Three forty nine. Uh, three forty nine for the non slim version. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> before we even talk, we get into the weed so much. Just hearing those things, Jeff, as someone who bought a PlayStation Four not that long ago. Um, what do you think when you hear this announcement? The the first thought I had was, um, 
I wonder if it's easier to turn off. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it has buttons. It has buttons. Bobby, yeah. the first six months I had it, I had no idea how to turn this thing off. I think I called you once. I was like, Bobby, I can't turn off my PS4. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I keep holding individual blank things. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest problem with the PS4. Was yes. So if you're telling me there's a button in it. There is. There is. And on the Slim as well. And on the Slim. Good. Yeah, yeah. I can't, as a video game novice, mm-hmm. I can't think of a reason where I would want to replace what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly wouldn't buy the Slim if it's the same, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and the PlayStation Pro, listen, I don't play a lot of games. I, I think I bought three games this year, which is a big, big year yeah. for me. You know, mm-hmm. I play a lot of Madden. Mm-hmm. I play the baseball game. I usually play one first-person shooter game, which mm-hmm. I'm awful at, <laughs> and then kind of move on. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't... It's a tough market because I think it's a market for you guys who want to be like, you know, I could use a little better PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll get the Pro and I'll sell my old one and kind of split the difference. Mm -hmm. That's who I, just hearing what you said, that's what I think it's for. Or Christmas is coming. Who doesn't have a PS4 yet? Get the Slim. It's a little cheaper. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I would think. But Justin is kind of what I would call like numero uno person for, for this type of model. He he loves getting the new stuff. He, it's he, true. He, he we talked about this a couple of months ago when they kind of leaked it that he he would want this new stuff because he doesn't want to deal with PC stuff. But you be the person that's directly targeted at. How do you feel after this conference? Underwhelmed. 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 Why is that? I just think uh, their messaging was mixed. Like it's it's hard to to we talked about this to watch a conference where they're talking about like upgraded visuals and 4K and high dynamic range. And then not be actually able to see it. Like I don't have a 4K TV, um, so they're they're showing these things and they're like, well, like you, they even said like the stream won't be able to see the difference, like it, in oh. it's like full glory because you're running a stream at 1080. Mm-hmm. But they said like afterwards we'll make it available for like a 4K download. So I'm watching the stream and it's like, well, yeah, that looks really good, but like there's Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Like I I couldn't tell the difference because they didn't have them running side by side and on the stream you can't really tell in the first place. Like there were some moments that I looked at it and I'm like, well, yeah, Spider-Man's mask looks really good there. <laughs> but they ran a like a a clip of gameplay from Horizon Zero Dawn, which looks fantastic, but I couldn't really tell like it's an unreleased game. I can't tell like what this looks like on a PS4 as opposed to the PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. Um I wanted them like the, like we talked about like a half step, right? Yeah. Like maybe this will be like a half step forward to a new thing. This feels like a quarter step to me. Mm-hmm. And I would have rather them just taken the full step and done what it feels like Xbox is doing with the Scorpio. Like we're just going to like create a whole new system and move forward from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like the PS4S. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's exactly <laughs> what it's like. It's exactly. You know, they talked about yeah. like, and I mean, we have the breakdowns here, but like I'm not, you know, technologically savvy enough to understand like what this gpu is going to do this this new gpu that they're putting in uh, i know it comes with a one terabyte hard drive which is good uh, yeah i mean that's great mm-hmm. i mean it needs a one terabyte um it doesn't have um what is it the blu-ray player the 4k blu-ray, the 4K player, blu-ray player which is a weird thing which so, is ridiculous so sony is you know obviously they always push their sort of format with their system so you know cds with the with the with the the first playstation dvds it was a lot of people's first dvd player ever with the playstation 2 same thing with playstation 3 and, and, and blu-rays it's, you know how many PlayStation 3s got sold because of a Blu-ray player? Yeah, it's, and, a, it's and, a selling point. And it was the cheapest, even as expensive as it was, it was still probably the cheapest Blu-ray player you could buy. 
And they are, Sony's pushing this new 4K Blu-ray thing because they have to make money somehow and, and they, they're trying to do anything they can to keep people from just switching purely to digital streaming stuff. And um, they're pushing hard with these 4K TVs and they're not including a 4K Blu-ray player in the PlayStation Pro. Which Xbox S. X, Xbox One S. So the Xbox One announced a slim unit back at E3 um, and the... And the Unlike the slim unit that's coming out for the PlayStation Four, it it does it outputs at 4K. It does it, it you know it's just one of those things where like you, right now if you had a 4K TV you couldn't take advantage of it because none of your devices output at 4K. Um, and there's a difference between right like being able to run a game in at 4K resolution and taking a game that's at 1080 and then just boosting it up so it runs on a 4K television. That's what the Xbox One S will do. Mm. Um, unlike the the uh, the Pro, which is the, like native, and they're going to push it up. Yeah, so you know you get both, but the Xbox One S does that. It's it's it, it does the HDR thing. It has a 4K Blu-ray player in it, and it's 2.99. So. Sony has done very well this generation for good reason. The, the, the PS4 is a great system and it does, and it, it was at a great price and it has a ton of great games. And I don't think that this announcement necessarily um, hurts them in any major way with, with the, the, the normal consumer, but I think it does open up a doorway for Microsoft who had a disastrous launch of the Xbox one and has been slowly kind of building back their sort of reputation to sort of go. And they've already started doing it on Twitter being like, Oh, this one has this, guess what we have, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of sneak their way back in, especially with whatever the next, the next thing is. And it's a hundred dollars less. It's a hundred dollars less. So if you're going to, if you're like, Oh, I haven't bought a PlayStation. That's where they screwed up. They could have dropped the price of the, of the slim PS4 to like two fifty. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't have a PlayStation and I don't have an Xbox. I have $300 to spend on, mm-hmm. um, on my Christmas. You know, I, I like games. I don't really care about the exclusive stuff. And if you don't care about the exclusive stuff, it's like, okay, this is a 4K Blu-ray player and it's going to take advantage of my 4K TV. Why would I buy the Slim? You know what I mean? It's it's like the the uh, the PS4 Slim instead of the Xbox One Slim. Financially, the people with the 4K television stuff, yeah. maybe those people have a lot more than $300 to spend. Well, then they can get the the Pro. Yeah. And the Pro is a different sort of scenario, but if you're looking at just the Slim announcements, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Xbox One Slim, just uh, out of the box, is a much better proposition. Except uh, for, I guess, upgraded insides, right? Like, because, I mean, as minimal as they may be, the PS4 Pro is more powerful than a standard PS4. Yeah, totally. I'm just talking <laughs> the Slim versus Slim. Just the two Slims versus each other. Like, if you don't have a PS4 Mm -hmm. at all or an Xbox One, and you're like, what am I going to buy? And, you know, you're not a person who plays a ton of games, but but you're really into movies. You're like, oh, I I want this 4K Blu-ray player because I got this new 4K TV. I want to be able to showcase it. You're probably going to get the Xbox One Slim. Um, Obviously, if you want, if you're going to, if you're going to do the native stuff and you know well enough, you'll get the, the Pro. But the Xbox also has a new sort of, thing coming down the line the scorpio which is going to be sort of the same situation as the ps4 pro but a little bit more powerful a little bit more like substantial jump it sounds like it's more it's much more powerful than whatever sony more the, the ps4 pro and when it comes out i i think that's going to be microsoft's chance if sony doesn't write their ship to sort of crisscross the leads again and i think they've opened up a door well you know what is the one thing uh that might interest me in upgrading 
uh, is I, while I don't play a ton of video games, mm. I do use my PlayStation almost every day for a lot of the other stuff. Mm, I watch right. the WWE Network. I watch the NFL package. Mm. I get the baseball package uh, all through my PS4. If this upgrade thing had enough features that made that better, because it's good, mm. but it's not great. Mm. There's a lot of refresh. There's a lot of things that aren't great. If, if, if they told me, hey, your streaming experience is going to be 10 times better because of this. Netflix. Netflix is getting like a 4K app for PS4, yeah, which I'm sure he doesn't do Netflix. Well, I'm sure yeah. like well, most people do Netflix. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we were talking about the apps that go with it. Trust me, I wish their sports stuff was better. I yeah. just, I just and chill. I don't Netflix. <laughs> it works. I, 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 that probably has a lot to do with their network too, because the PlayStation Network is, is, is hot not, garbage. It's not great. Um, but again, I've never, I've never compared it to the way it performs on Xbox, so I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, and, and I think the other problem too is right. They have, they're in a very tough spot as far as messaging goes because they can't come out and say, this PlayStation Pro, this is the one. Like you got to get this one. The games are going to be so much better. Everything's going to look better. Everything's going to run better. It's going to be awesome because everybody who bought a PlayStation 4 is like, what the hell? Like yeah. this, is, you know, they're going to be angry about it. So they have to sort of toe this line being like, you can play it on anything. It's going to be great on anything, but it'll just maybe look a little greater on the, the, the PlayStation Pro. And I think they're stuck in the middle with their messaging because of this half step. They can't fully commit to saying like, this is the one you should get. And it's not even like they're going to be fixing all problems because they're not doing anything for frame rate problems on the PS4. Oh, really? Like they don't want to give you any type of advantage. Like say we're playing Call of Duty, mm. like Infinite Warfare. The frame rate is going to be the same between both consoles. Mm. So you're spending the extra $100. Like sure, it like... The textures may look nicer, mm. but it's not going to run in, It's not going to run at a better frame rate, which just sucks because that's the main thing I would want. That's the unless, main, it, like, unless yeah. they're going to do it in like let's say like Horizon Zero Dawn or yeah. like a single player thing where like oh sure we can run this thing consistently at this frame rate. But oh, they said for like yeah. for cross stuff, yeah, no way. They said for multiplayer stuff, everything has to be exactly the same across the board because they don't want anybody. They don't want somebody who's playing Call of Duty multiplayer on a regular PlayStation Four to be at a disadvantage against somebody who's playing multiplayer on a PlayStation Pro. It just doesn't. It, it will be a very bad scene for them if that if that's the case. I just feel like the messaging here is just so. You know, like during E three when they were doing the Scorpio reveal, and the Scorpio is supposedly like worlds more powerful than mm. the Xbox One, and like that feels like they could just like do a whole new console. Like we're just leaving Xbox One in the dust. They said that they weren't going to, but like. They made you like, yeah, I want this. Like, mm. they didn't even really show anything, and mm. you're like, I totally believe in this messaging. Like, this mm. this is messaging that makes me want to go out and buy this. Nothing about today's conference, as far as I know, gave anybody any type of like, I want to pull up my wallet and put down four hundred dollars on this. Like, I would have. Like, I'm the type of person that like I'm like a like a quote unquote hardcore gamer. You know, if it's a single player experience that like that everything looks great and awesome and then like, you know, I've said before I drop like a thousand dollars on like a high end PS4, but this doesn't feel like a high end PS4. This feels like it's going to look like oh, it's going to look slightly better. And if you have like a really nice TV, it'll you know, it'll it'll do the 4K up res. Um, the HDR thing is great, but the, the the nice thing that they're doing is they're making HDR available for anybody who has a PS4 with an update. Yeah, so HDR, people don't know, it's a high dynamic range, and I, I'll put it in iPhone terms. You know, you take that picture on your iPhone, it says HDR, it takes two pictures, <laughs> and, and if it's like, and if, it, if a picture's, if a image is really blown out, the HDR picture will make it more even. It, it's because it's taking a really bright picture and a really dark picture and combining them together, and so it's giving you it's giving you an image that's more what, like what your eye can handle because our eyes are very smart, very fast lenses that can differentiate between really bright and really dark. Uh, 
and that's what the what the dynamic range is the difference between bright and dark um hdr hbr hdr tvs and hdr gaming will do the same thing you'll be able to see a more photorealistic lighting uh, on your stuff than else but you have to have a tv that supports it as well so mm. even if they're they're patching it into the playstation 4 you still need a base, tv still need a tv that can support it um, so nice that they're doing that yeah no it totally is um I, like i don't think it was a disaster i just think that again a the delivery mechanism is off because i'm looking at a compressed if if you're lucky 1080p stream of 4k assets sometimes 720p and also and the bit rate is is going to be low it's going to be blocky it's going to have problems and all they're selling is look how much crisper it is at 4k there's no way for you to see that sitting in, in, in your house looking at it right now. Just just listening to you guys talk and to think, how could they have done this? It's mm. a train wreck, mm. a disaster. I think there must be some economics behind what they do, right? Because two of the biggest companies, most successful companies, Sony and Apple, right? Uh, when you have a product that you flooded the market with a certain percentage, I mean, whatever, 80% of people who are going to buy a PS4 have a PS4. Mm. It's probably higher than that, right? Mm. So you don't need a super better product. You have a happy product. It's like an iPhone 6. Mm-hmm. Like everybody had an iPhone 6. iPhone 6 is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It does a lot of stuff you like. So you don't immediately come out with the iPhone 7 because people are happy. Mm-hmm. So what you do, there's probably more profits in coming up with a two steps than one. Yeah. Probably instead of getting 100%, you get 115% of the market because people buy twice. Yeah. And it must it must be the math that I'm sure they could have done all the things you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But then what do you do next time? It's just probably math and economics <laughs> of we'll make more money if we do it this way. Yeah. And I know. And I totally agree with you. And I think that when we talked about this back when, we, when they first announced it but or when they first got leaked, but in the phone market and in sort of the iPad world that has become an accept, accepted practice, mm-hmm. this is the first time they've ever done it. It, it, with with console gaming, you know, console consoles usually have at least a minimum of like a five year lifespan, unless things go dramatically wrong, which is rare. You know, so it's usually like you buy a PlayStation Four, and you know, look, I got the best that PlayStation got to offer until five, six, seven years from now when they put out the next thing, and then I got to upgrade five or six, seven years from now. I had a PS Three for twenty three years. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know, and and so and now for for gamers, I think it's like because gamers. They want to have the best thing that they can possibly have. They want to feel like they're getting the, the the nicest, fastest, coolest experience possible. And now Sony's kind of changing the game on them, right? They're saying like, okay, this one is better, so people want it, but it wasn't better enough where people could feel like so blown away that they could justify going out and buying yeah, and that. That's thing. the I think that's the problem. Yeah, and I, that they I had today. And I think what I think is like, <clears throat> what, like you're saying, you're absolutely right. People who don't pay very close attention to, to this stuff going on. You're absolutely right. People are like, oh, there's an there's like a, this PlayStation Pro. Maybe I'll buy this one instead of this one. It's got this 4K stuff. I just got a 4K TV. Like, I don't know if I'm going to play any games, but yeah, I want something that's, that's 4K. And the guy at Best Buy can say like, hey, get this PlayStation. It's 4K and you know, whatever. Um, I think for those for those people and for that general audience, I think it's going to be fine. But I think for the gamers who sort of like where their sort of bread is buttered, I think they have a little bit of an image problem. Which sucks for them because they—that's the opposite of what they've—they've they've had over the last couple of years. They've been the darlings mm-hmm. for the last couple of years, and it always seems like this move to me. When we talked about it a couple months ago, it always seemed weird for them to do it because they didn't need to do it. They—they they can't keep PlayStations in stock. You know, it's one of the fastest-selling consoles of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, why upset the Apple cart when you could just 
you let it run out. Let Xbox do all their scrappy stuff. Look at what they're doing and see what works, see what doesn't work. And, and then, then when you come out with PlayStation it. 5, boom, you slap, you go like, okay, we looked at everything that was going on. And you, you can play the whole like, you know, we're Sony. We don't just react. Like we, 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 we change the market. You know, you do that whole, that whole spin, come out with your, play, your big change PlayStation in five years and, and do it again. But now they have opened that door a crack for Xbox to make inroads back. Um, they got they got all my emails about the off button. Yeah, ex- well, the, we that is something. <laughs> like, I, I think it's I, almost I, worth it just for that because the amount of times I've either turned off or on my PlayStation or ejected a disc when I didn't mean to. I just use the controller. I never. I don't even bother. Um, I think a good example of like what we're talking about today is uh, something that I predicted. I thought that they would show Mass Effect Andromeda mm-hmm. at this thing. I called that months ago, and I mean. You would think like that would be a super exciting thing. Like I've been waiting for Mass Effect since the Mass Effect Three came out in like whatever, like 2011. So it's the first time we're seeing gameplay of this game that's been in development for like four years, probably. And it just felt really underwhelming. Like the part that they chose to show, the part of the game that they chose to show, first time gameplay. You're in like Bobby's like you're you're running around in the vault of glass from Destiny. Like it, you're in this dark place with like yeah there's some swirling lights but not that many and it's like it was extremely underwhelming and for like them to show gameplay of this huge game coming out like you think you'd want to show something super substantial like a, like a very diverse environment mm. where you could really show off like the system's like horsepower like you know birds flying mm. or like you know lots of trees and waterfalls or spaceships like something more than just let me jump from platform to platform it just it felt like everything was just thrown together very very hastily and a big thing is like they were like we're tr- Andrew House is the guy's name mm. he was saying like um we're asking our developers to see the benefit of using um Xbox Pro or I mean ex- excuse me PlayStation Pro <laughs> no, PlayStation 4 Pro say. yeah I know <laughs> that um, terrible plan <laughs> but like you shouldn't be asking your developers like your developer your developers should be on board with this like our developers realize the power that this system has like their wording was just weird today yeah and the whole thing about like you know you don't have to have a 4K TV to take advantage of PlayStation Pro we're, we're really looking into how we can make the 1080 experience better for people who have regular TVs I'm like but that you got to what what does that mean? Like this was just rushed and it like it was hastily put together. Yeah. Um. Probably because it got leaked and they knew they had to talk about it before mm-hmm. the holiday because maybe I, I I don't know what the sales numbers were last month, but anybody who's paying attention to this stuff, why on earth would you buy a PS4 yeah. when you know there's another one mm-hmm. coming on the horizon? So yeah. they had to get in front of the messaging mm-hmm. that was already out there. Mm-hmm. It was just, I mean, honestly, I bet you they probably wanted to wait. I don't know about that because I mean, you it's tough to change a worldwide launch date. In, with any sort no, of I'm saying like uh, well, so, yeah, I guess it's coming out in November, they had to do it sometime around now. Yeah, I guess if they, um, if that was their plan to always go in November. Yeah, uh, but I but I, maybe I, it wasn't. I wonder too if the the leak put a lot of a lot more focus on this announcement because I bet if they if it hadn't leaked, which I can't believe how they would have thought it wouldn't have leaked because everything leaks now. But not the, not as much as that one did. Yeah, that they could have just been like, okay, surprise, we're doing a comp, we're doing a little press conference on the seventh or whatever. People are like, oh, I wonder what they're going to announce. And then if they had been like, we got this new PlayStation, people, it wouldn't have mattered how it was put together. People have been like, oh my God, that's crazy. But Sony is known for being really bad about when things leak, just being like, no, what are you talking about? That doesn't exist. <laughs> for them to at least announce like, oh yeah, we're going to, you know, before E3, we're not talking about the Neo. It exists though. Yeah. It was like a big thing for them. Yeah, it, it was like, a oh, very big thing for them. Um, so uh, we got, I got a couple questions on Twitter. Lorena Colser says, for new buyers, which of the three Sony consoles would you suggest? So talking about the the old model PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Slim, and uh, PlayStation 4 Pro. Well, as of the 15th, you will not be able to like 
Unless you find it on eBay or something. Or you go into a store, you might be able to find it. Or they sell out stock. I would say get the Slim. Yeah, I would say get the Slim. It's cheaper. Um, It's... It's, it's, the same technology, but they find a way to make it newer. Like, yeah. make it like it probably will run. Like, with all their slim models, it's like, hey, costs have come down. We could, you know, we could shrink this down. Yeah, make it run a little bit better. Yeah, it's very, very little, but yeah. I would go with the slim. And also, you can put a you can you can put a stand on it if you want to. There you go. <laughs> if you care about mm-hmm. that. Um, so yeah, I would agree. I think the slim is the way to go. And I mean, unless you have four hundred dollars to burn and then get the pro, because like that's it's going to be the it's best gonna, one. Yeah, it's not going. It is going to be the best one. It's going to be the best one for sure. But if you're looking just for value proposition, yeah, and I think you'll be totally fine with the slim because they're not gonna they're not going to abandon. There's something like fifty million PS4s out there at this point. Oh, wow. They're not going to abandon fifty million users uh, that quickly. Um, so are we gonna say? I hope not. No, 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 no don't <laughs> worry about it. And uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, even if Sony was like, all our all our first party games are gonna be better on this system. All the third parties, third parties go where the people are. Yeah. So all your EAs, your Activisions, like they're gonna care about where the people are. Mm-hmm. Um. And and Jimmy on Twitter has, if I have a 4K TV and an Xbox One and need a 4K console, do I get PS4 Pro or Xbox One S? No Ultra HD player kind of stinks. With that, I would say, you know. If you really want the 4K Blu-ray player, then your choice is already made for you. Yeah. If that's not if, if that's not a deal breaker for you, then it, I'd say go where the exclusives are. But then there's also the hundred dollar difference. Yeah, there's hundred dollar difference, and also I think that it depends on really if the if the if the 4K Blu-ray is your primary concern, then you, like you said, this decision's made for you. If you want something that's gonna make your games look a lot better. Then the the pro. P, the pro is going to be that it's still it's still the most powerful system out there, yeah. And it's going to be the most powerful system by a lot as far as consoles go. It's true. You know, it's but it's almost it seems like it's again these are all just weird numbers, but it seems like it's you know comparable to about uh, like one point five PS four basically. <laughs> you know, you know, like uh, like it definitely inc- the, the GPU is better. It, it has better RAM. You know, it it has larger hard drive. It has larger hard drive. It has a better CPU, a, a much faster CPU. So it's going to be a better experience, I think. Um, and if you already have an Xbox One, you're not really looking to like, uh, you know, uh, you already have the way to play those exclusives. So I would say probably the the Pro only because. I think you'll get access to more games, and the gaming experience will be the best possible. I'm sure if you have a 4K TV, this thing will look great. I'm sure it will too. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it'll look fantastic, and I'm going to go to Best Buy. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> this thing's going to come out in November. I'm going to go to Best Buy, and they're going to have Uncharted 4 running in 4K mm-hmm. on one of these TVs or upscale, whatever it is. But it'll be looking fantastic, and I'm going to be like, "Well, goddamn! Now I got to go buy one of these things." <laughs> uh, but like, like right now, like I don't, I don't until I see it. Mm. it's one of those things that I'm just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. And former uh, cast member Chuck also uh, tweeted at me. Uh, he did mention a good point, which is that PlayStation also is launching their VR headset in October. Um, and that's to kind of two new big things they're launching. And there's only so much money to go around. And they're both expensive. Yeah, they're both expensive. Both so. like 400 bucks. Both are, for, both are 400 bucks. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It, it's, it's not the, it's not the like exciting happy day that I think, <laughs> Uh, at least I, I expected really, for you to have. I was really hoping. I expected after to walk in here and you'd be like so excited about it. Uh, it just didn't happen. I'm not negative often. No, it's hey, true. I'm here, man. Chip her up. <laughs> uh, they also announced a new iPhone today. It was a big tech day. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Mario. Oh, yeah. Mario on the iPhone. Mario on the iPhone. iPhone 7? iPhone yeah. 7, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm in there. <laughs> I, I don't buy the S's. I get yeah. every other phone. Right? Uh, that's kind of like... That I wasn't watching the conference, mm. but the woman in the cubicle behind me was because she's a big Apple fan, and so she was watching it on her iPhone, and 
and I was listening and it was like, you know, iPhones are missing one thing. And I was like, the hell is he going to do? And then all of a sudden I heard that like the jump in the coin. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I got up and I walked around to the cubicle. I'm like, there's no way. And then I, I, I saw it. Yeah. Mario on the iPhone. Oh God. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the big thing is the, the camera this time around, the camera is like way better. Um, I've no had head, an iPhone uh, no 6 headphone jack. for two years. Yeah, no headphone jack. With no case. It's and we've true. made it this far. True. I think this is a big success. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, toilet proof. You can drop the new one in the toilet and it won't just d- immediately die. That's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. People are mad about that no headphone jack thing. I know. Yeah. They took out the headphone jack. How am I? Everything has to be Bluetooth? No, no, no. no. So it's going to come with a headphones oh. that have like the adapter from the bottom, you know, the same okay. way you power it. Yeah. Uh, and, and also they're going to have a free adapter with it that just has like a headphone jack on the end of it. Okay. So if you want to have like a little dongle with headphones in it, you can do that. As and many dongles in my life as I can get. <laughs> and they're also selling, uh, they're going to start selling their own like uh, Bluetooth wireless ones. Earbuds. Which e- earbuds. So stupid. Yeah. But the way they did it, I mean, messaging is messaging and whatever but they were like we have the like i mean it's getting memed everywhere but it's like we have the courage to like take out the headphone jack but they they were literally talking about how courageous it was yeah i was like how i gotta buy your headphones yeah how far far up your own asses are you and i like apple stuff yeah i know it's crazy they're interesting interesting company um but anyway let's talk about more video games i like video games yeah me too Mm, me too let's talk about madden yeah because what's that i know it's in the game (laughs) It's this weird American foosball thing. Um, all right, so here's I, here's my question, right? I don't really play sports games very often because a I'm terrible at them, and b like I like real sports, and so I watch that, and I get enough of sports with that. Um, I don't get to run around shooting people in real life, so I feel that need, I feel that need with video games. Not impossible. It's true. <laughs> Not um, recommended. But so. Uh, the big thing about sports games is, I mean, their annual releases. Madden is is a juggernaut that releases every August. It's the start of the video game quote unquote season. Mm-hmm. Um, is it worth making the jump from sixteen to seventeen, like right off the bat? Every damn year. <laughs> every year. Every I have bought every Madden. Yes. Okay. Aside Since from, Sega. Aside like, from yes. aside from that, like you always doing it though. Is there a good reason to do it? There's a hundred good reasons to do it. Right. Uh, there, a couple things are. Uh, Paramount. First, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoy me today, I do my own podcast called the Man Cave Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Man Cave Podcast. The website is themancavepodcast.com. dot com. A lot of sports, a lot of wrestling. We may have some interviews you might be interested in. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> along the way, I recommend you checking it out, but maybe not your children. So, <laughs> the biggest thing, the biggest need is why I will buy this game every year is because every April there's this thing called the NFL Draft. And I spend, as a crazy sports guy, I spend every moment after the Super Bowl up until that draft learning about these rookies coming in and how great this cornerback's going to be in Jacksonville, how Jared Goff is a second coming, how Carson Wentz is going to be awesome, everything you need to know about these rookies. And then I go to play Madden 16, and they're not there. (laughs) And I need them. And your favorite team, my Chicago Bears, right? They drafted this guy, Leonard Floyd. He's going to be a great pass rusher from the outside. And last year's Bears still stink. They have all these guys that ended up being really bad. (laughs) And the thing about sports is every year, maybe your team will be good again. But your Madden 2016 Bears are going to be 6-10 and or 5-11 and every time you simulate the season. So I need that goodness of refreshing it's the same reason everybody loves the nfl season hey mm. let's see what this is all about mm. you know the bears made all these changes i'm just using the bears as my favorite team yeah, of course. you know 
your favorite team made all these changes. Uh, is it going to translate? Are these guys any good? How, where do they rank Kyle Long this year? Like, what's his overall rating? There's there's a need of newness because the real life Bears have already played out that season, and it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and so I need to evaluate the new Bears through the game, and it is it is the addicting factor of the new players, and. Um, you know, you take a guy who they thought was really good, Jeremy Hill, going into last year's game. Um, everybody thought was going to be really, really great. So they, his rating was really high, and in that game, he's really good. In real life, he wasn't that good. He so was this terrible and tanked one of my fantasy teams. Exactly. So <laughs> this year, it reflects that. You know, and, and you see the changes of same players, different reality. So, so Madden doesn't update throughout the season. Like, uh, do they update their rankings at all? Or like you know, before the game comes out, I know like Des Bryant was pissed about his ranking for the uh, for the online games. Yeah, they'll update that stuff, but not for just like if you're simulating a season. Not not in your season. Yeah, you have to be connected. I don't do a lot of online play because there's things I like. Like I'm there, I'm there to run a franchise. Like Mm -hmm. I want to run my franchise until the game tells me I have to stop. (laughs) And you get 25 seasons, and then you have to stop running your franchise. Um, At least that's how it used to be. But um, so the. That doesn't change, and the players don't change because I think that's part of the reason why you got to buy the game every year. Yeah, <laughs> you know? So they don't do roster updates. Well, they do do roster they updates. They do roster updates. It, it happens within between the Super Bowls. I think they'll they'll do the they'll do updates. So if it happens like in the regular season, if somebody gets hurt, somebody gets traded, you can download roster updates and it will change things. But it, once you once it won't incorporate the rookies. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, no, of course. No, not. for the online stuff, they'll update. Yeah, yeah. For your or or for if you're playing like uh like a versus game like locally. You can, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. update. You just obviously you're, they're not going to go in there and change your your season roster or your franchise roster because that's your baby. You right, you right. might have traded a bunch of people different teams. <laughs> yeah. And every year there is a thing they're focused on. Mm-hmm. And this is the first thing when I when I put the sticks in my hand, I'm like, okay, what's what's the thing this mm-hmm. year? Every year there's a thing. Last year the thing was the new things you could do with receivers. Mm-hmm. They got really. It was all about passing, and it was like. You would always, Bobby had always complained to me about, hey, you can't do the back shoulder throw. Yeah. You could, now you can. Yeah. Um, it got a little out of hand where once you learned the minutiae of, well, how do I beat the system a little bit? Mm. Like, listen, if you had a 6'4 receiver, you threw the ball high, you hit triangle, he jumped higher, he caught the ball. Yeah. Like, it got a little out of hand, but I just knew. I was like, okay, do it now. And mm-hmm. a t- touchdown, you yeah. know? Um, so that was last year. This year, the thing is the running game. They can't do the same thing twice in a row. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Defensively, there's some changes too, but the big thing is they've gone like next level of what you can do with a running back uh, as far as hurdling and spin moves and the timing of things. The training mode when you start the game shows you all their new tricks, kind of, mm. and that's what most of it's about. And then it goes even deeper where I noticed, you know, in, in previous games, if you had uh, Adrian Peterson or if you had Rashard Jennings, if the hole was open... Everything was the same. I like yeah. how you put those two together. <laughs> really good guy? Not really good guy. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Adrian Peterson cut through the hole, touchdown. Mm-hmm. Rashad Jennings cut through the hole, touchdown. Now, there's a lot of differences in what happens even as they're just running. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Peterson, the Todd Gurley's, they'll they'll be a little faster. They'll break another tackle. They will break tackles the other guys won't. Um, I have visibly noticed when you're a team with a good offensive line, that it's easier to run, it's easier to pass. Mm. There was some things that were kind of like, okay, set the generic here. You know, listen, if you're going against a great defensive guy and a shitty offensive tackle, that was obvious. But now it's all it's all affected. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I was playing and I happened to be Derrick Henry, you know, and he it was I was like, break away, here we go. And I could see him 
just really <laughs> sucking steam and yeah. not not doing the things that these these players have always done, no matter what player have. So there's yeah. a lot of differentiate differentiating in the running backs in mm. the running game. And, and they've toned down some of those wide receiver things that got right, out of right. control. So, I feel like they always do that, right? They always like, they're like, we got this new thing and it's like super sort of exploitative. And yeah. then the next year it's sort of just part of the game. So it's not as, uh, it's not as easy to exploit. Right. Yeah. So you've played Madden against me. You know, yeah. I, I tend to run the ball more yeah. than most realistic mm-hmm. people will. So I know if you master their moves, it's going to be an advantage for you in gameplay. Like yeah. the, the game is going to be set up where if you do the hurdle combination, you're going to hurdle the guy and you're going to run, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I do try to find what the things are. Uh, that was the first thing I noticed was like the the uh, expansion of the running game. Mm-hmm. So to answer your original question, like oh, I get the game. Okay, what's new? What's the thing? What do they want me to see right away? Yeah. Um, and they, I can't remember. I think I saw this. Do they do like uh, like kind of like vision for the running backs? Or didn't they mark something with like light for the holes or, or there something like that? Is, so I noticed a lot on kickoffs okay. where you can... The direction you're running, it's I don't want to call it an arrow, but you'll see a projected path. Of, okay, hey, yes, that's what if I'm, you keep going this way, mm-hmm. this is what you're looking at, which it really does help with kickoffs where you can see like not only the whole two yards in front of you, but what what does that mean 15 yards mm-hmm. down? And that's nice. I'm sure that's something you could turn off if yeah. you're like a purist. Mm-hmm. There's certain things I do right away. You know, um, last year they got a little crazy with they wanted you to use Zoom for everything. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to look at the field like you were looking at the quarterback. Right. To me, that meant I couldn't see the receivers <laughs> unless I was staring at one and then I couldn't see the other. Yeah. Um, so I, I always went back to standard mm-hmm. and I tend to, like, oh, this thing's kind of cool. Let's go back to the way it always was. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I don't think a lot of people know the, the, big, the, big secret, uh, the big secret MVP of Madden is the Super Sim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's better. It's better. I, I want to hear about the Super Sim this year. I, as a gentleman, don't enjoy playing defense. <laughs> the games take a long time, yeah, you know? Yeah. And if you're simulating a season, you're staring at 16 games, 20 mm-hmm. if you want to win the Super Bowl. So, I, I, again, I like building the team. I like trading. I like drafting. Um, I've got to the point with playing where I always win, mm-hmm. you know, and it's fun and I like it, but it's not even my favorite part of the game. So I don't play defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they've added some cool features and changed the basics. So mm-hmm. the super sim was always, you hit a button, you just saw stats, kind of what mm-hmm. was happening. Now they've created like a 3d screen, kind of like you were looking at a laptop. Yeah. And on the back screen, you could see, Hey, this player that put his picture up, mm-hmm. he did this eight on second and 10 Le'Veon Bell ran for eight yards mm-hmm. on third and two. Like they paint the picture, mm-hmm. almost telling the story mm-hmm. instead of it just being facts of what happened in the super sim. Uh, it's a little slow that way. Because you want to read the information, and it's not as super simmy mm-hmm. as I like, but it's it makes it more enjoyable. The other thing they've done is they created a mo uh, a part of super sim called moments or something similar to that, where like hey you want to play, but you just want to play like third downs and when you're in the red zone mm-hmm. and when the other team's about to score and kicking field goals, mm-hmm. so you just play the important stuff. There's a lot of a lot of nonsense between the 40s that yeah you skip. Uh, that's good. And then they have another mode called just offense, <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> which I haven't even tried yet because I just like to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have in my head that it matters when I push the X. You know, like okay, wait, wait, now, okay, first down. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been really good too, and and graphically, it's it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, it has more of a television like feel, mm. like the, not the actual when you're playing the game, but all the other in between moments, everything. They replaced the announcers, didn't they? They replaced oh, the announcers. Yeah, they did. Who are the um, announcers now? I can't remember their names. It's not two guys I'm super familiar with. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I heard they did, though, because they couldn't get 
Sims and Collinsworth, or that's oh Jim Nance. It was Sims and Jim Nance. Yeah. God, if I had to hear Sims, I would never play Madden. They go out there yeah. in the dark. They can they can complete the pass. I, and I, it was like the same. It was the same commentary for like three years, basically. They couldn't apparently they couldn't get them in the booth for long enough to record all the lines they wanted to do, and they wanted to do more like what FIFA does, mm-hmm. which FIFA a lot of times when you're playing, it feels like you're listening to real commentary. You know, yeah, you I know, play, the, I know these guys, you know, you, you play enough and, and you hear stuff repeat, but they're much more situational yeah. and that's what they want to do with these guys. They want people, they, they can have their own time and they could re-record lines with them, have them come in and update their lines as they went. So everything I've heard about the commentary is that, Hey, it's going to update throughout the season. Yeah. You're going to get more. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll check mm. that out. And mm. I guess I will wait for that before I really judge it. But mm. in game two, I've heard a lot of the same stuff I heard in game one, which is like, mm. like man, really, I can't get through two games yeah, yeah, yeah. without hearing about, you know, and it's not, you know, it's not exactly, it doesn't always line up. You're like, oh, that long passing play for a touchdown. I'm like, I was on the two. <laughs> you know, like, wait, I was on the two. Really, guys? You know, um, last year's commentary was probably a little better. Like, last year, I thought it was neat. Mm-hmm. If you ran up the score, they got on you. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, this shows a level you shouldn't do this. They'll come back to them. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool because I do like to run up the score because I want yeah. my quarterback to have great stats. Of course. This is a game I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this year's commentary is lacking, but I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot mm. to before to give it a chance to improve. It can't be worse than the Phil Simms, Jim Nance stuff. Man, I can't remember some of the stuff he used to say, but I was like, oh god, this yeah. again. He had like four lines. Yeah, and, and sometimes you'd be doing something, and and the the commentary would be completely off of the situation that would be going on. Yeah, and yeah. heaven forbid something happens fast. Yeah. Then the guy's talking about a touchdown pass, and you're playing defense, yeah, and like, I don't yeah. know, it's a mess. Yeah. Have you guys seen any of the glitches online? They're always really fun. Not for this year, no. Really Not for fun. this year, yeah. So you tend Matic to, glitches are awesome. Yeah. You tend to always get the really tiny linebacker, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like deflecting a pass from the six foot four <laughs> wide receiver, right? Uh, this year's glitch, and I haven't tried it yet, uh, but <laughs> I've seen a lot of clips where if you, if you, they're kicking off to you, <laughs> and you catch it on the two, and you turn around and run in the end zone, mm-hmm. it goes, touchdown! <laughs> That's really so funny. So there's a lot of clips of guys going, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. I'm sure it's not a consistent thing, yeah, yeah. but uh, That's really funny. that would drive me insane. If that Why would you would ever run back? You shouldn't do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's something that made me laugh pretty hard. So yeah, I mean, I've heard, everything I've heard about it has been very, very positive. I mean, I've heard that the last couple of years have been, have been really good, um, that they've kind of hit their... They had kind of a rough time when they first transitioned from PS3 to PS4, um, and they had that one year where they first introduced that engine that like was supposed to be uh, it made all the tackles look super crazy because like all the individual limbs were like collisioned and stuff like that for the first time, and they've sort of smoothed that over a lot more. They said there's a lot more animations now and it's much smoother. There is some really cool stuff. There is a couple weird things. Um, there's a lot of deflected passes, mm. um, but not but they. Def- so many passes have been deflected straight up in the air. Like this kind of second, like poof. And it's still in the air. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, oh my God. Somebody can't knock it down. What are you doing? And that's, it's almost unrealistic how often it happens and the duration of time the ball's in the air. Yeah. And it's happened numerous times. And I'm like, well, this is something they overdid because mm-hmm. it's too much. You know, yeah. um, how I judge all these games, you know, what I want to do with Madden the first time I open it up, is I want to throw a screen pass mm-hmm. and I want to see how it goes. Yeah. One year, maybe maybe four or five years ago, you ran a screen pass, touchdown every time. <laughs> the next year, couldn't get two yards out of it. Last year was pretty good. This year seems really fair. I think that's the most true-to-life animation you get in this game is a screen pass because you mm. have to let the defense realistically almost get you. Mm. Your linemen have to go assign blocks. 
there used to be a time we always talked about this where guys would just run out and yeah. just do things for no reason. Yeah, like just run past defenders mm-hmm. and like, and then you got so you got three guys over there seeing what they're going to do. You have receivers blocking. Mm-hmm. You got defenders making decisions. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year it's been really fair. Eight mm. yards of screen pass, mm. twelve yards. I broke one. I've done it a ton of times. Um, I think as a really good judge of the game is the screen pass. It's uh, it's kind of how I judge them. It's interesting. Um, how far have you gotten in your franchise so far in this new one? Um, so I started one just to do it. Mm. I scrapped it just because I just wanted to go through all the motions. Yeah. I am in year three of the San Francisco and Forty Niners. Okay. Um, <laughs> Who's your quarterback? Uh, you know, some rookie kid okay. you never yeah, heard yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's how to, I always pick a team that I can rebuild. Like, mm. give me a thing. Um, it was easier making some trades. I wanted to. There was it last year in the game. Like, if they drafted the player in the first round, you weren't getting them. Mm-hmm. Take two first rounder picks, you weren't getting them. It was a little unrealistic that way. And the teams, the computer simulated teams, drafted a little inconsistently. Mm. If the if the Packers had Aaron Rodgers, but a good quarterback was up, they took him. Like, mm. and, and this year they're. They're not doing that, mm. you know. They're being. A, I saw a team trade up to draft a quarterback. Oh wow! And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, like that's, that's cool. a little more realistic mm. of what happens there. Um, you know, the scouting always. There used to a couple of years ago, the scouting system was different. Where it felt like if you put a lot of, you could put a lot of eggs in one basket and get it right. Mm-hmm. Now it's like an equal amount of. You can only scout so much, mm-hmm. and, and the information you get can all be good, and the player won't be good. And I guess as I say that, I guess that's reality. Yeah. But then what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know like, I'm putting all the time. I put a lot of time in this. I use yeah. all my scouting points. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel there's like the real scouts. I do. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not a real scout. I yeah. just want to play my video game. Yeah, and I, I did know. the work. Yeah. If I take a tackle in the top five, and it says he's going to be an early round talent, and mm-hmm. everything lines up, he should be good. And sometimes right. they're just not good. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's a, he's a, you, you overreached. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, everything you told me is that he was the guy. <laughs> so that's a little frustrating. And... and I, I spent, listen, I play it every week and I haven't got any better, any more consistent at it. Like mm. sometimes I do all the things that make sense. The guy's great. Do the mm. same things. He's not good. Right. And then he's expensive and you have some financial decisions. Mm. These are the things I like about the game. The building of the team <laughs> yeah, is my yeah, favorite yeah, part. Yeah. I appreciate the gameplay mm. and the, the nuances and what changes, but um, franchise mode is what I like. And there's uh-huh. some cool. Yeah. There's some deeper stuff you can get into this year too about. There's more decisions to make. I used to always skip like the upgrading of the players. Yeah, right. But now they put it on you a little more. Like right after the game, they're like, "Hey, this guy did this. Do you want to assign this or that and this?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, "Okay, he's well, a little more awareness." And uh, they do with the training stuff, right? Like you can like practice. You can like focus on certain aspects, and that will upgrade like your stats, uh, like for that game or whatever. It upgrades. So you practice and you upgrade mm-hmm. um, the players. Like it just, it's kind of been this way forever. Like mm. each player, if you practice the player and they get better at something, they'll have points that go towards building his characteristics. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you really want to take a you know mm. a running back and practice, 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 you can build them up to a certain level and, and get better at whatever skill they want mm. you to do. Um, that's not something I spend a lot of time. No, They're, I mean it always seemed very boring to me. But isn't there like a team level thing now where you can you can like oh I'm 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 playing the Ravens this week. They run a three four this kind of defense, let me practice against that defense and your team will be like better against that defense. Yeah, there's a strategy part of it. Yeah. Where you, a game plan, I think they call Mm. it. So you can, exactly what you said, say, hey, you know, this team is great at these plays that we have to learn how to stop this and you can take your players and get them better at stopping the thing they're good at. And and it's another thing that, I'm going to simulate that Mm because I, you know, the game takes a long time to play. Yeah. You know, it depends what your rewards are. If you, my rewards are, building a team that can win a Super Bowl without me playing every game. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I'm there. Yeah. So I guess if I practiced, they would do mm-hmm. that, but I could also spend that time just playing the games. Right. You know, yeah. so 
it's not something I've dove into mm. too much. It just it's not super appealing to me. I can't imagine playing. I can't imagine practicing a video game. No. <laughs> Could you imagine doing Mario Kart and just doing a couple test runs? Yeah. No. <laughs> you know no, 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 no. I never did that because I've had practice and stuff in that game for a really long time. And yeah. I, and I, I mean, I play almost every year as well. Um, and I never do that stuff. No. I'm like, I'm definitely skipping this part. I don't even do the scouting. I'm just like, nope. This does not seem like the reason why I'm here. Like if you're playing Call of Duty, but you just go to the shooting range. Yeah. <laughs> just clean your gun that's all you just clean the gun to make sure it doesn't stick I, that, that, so I just some people are probably really into it there's also a trading card part of it they always introduce yeah that, oh, yeah Madden team but they, they introduced one that's more last year they introduced this one where it's like uh, you didn't have to like spend all your time collecting the cards you could just do like you can get a pack of cars right now and play somebody else and it's like it was like a much quicker like version of it to, to do it but uh, yeah that's people are really into that that makes them a lot of money <laughs> so people go on there people turn on Madden they practice playing football, mm-hmm. and then they play a card game that resembles football, yes. and they don't play football, and they turn it off. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not that guy, I but know. I, you know that's why yeah. the game's the game's probably a lot deeper than I get into. But I'm just super happy doing what I do. Yeah. By the way, if you ever run a stream or tweet about Madden, you will get like a thousand like at mentions of scammers being like, "I got a freak! I got all team Madden cards." For you. It happened. Yeah. I did. I, I talked about FIFA once, and I think I had like. Like 15 mentions about, like, you want to buy FIFA Ultimate Team cards. Or if you tweet something involving you and your friend resembling Shaun of the Dead or whatever that tweet was. I, I yeah. tweeted Bobby something like a, six months ago. Yeah. And every couple of days we get all these likes and comments. It's so weird. I don't even remember what it was. It was it's like, like, this will definitely be me and you during the apocalypse. And it was like them being scared or whatever. <laughs> it's not even like the best tweet. It's like, it's like, it was like, it was like, oh, that's nice. Like when we, we did it. And it's like every, every couple of days that I got a notification on Twitter and somebody like likes the. <laughs> The status. So weird. Weird. So yeah, weird. weird. That Twitter again is at Man Cave Podcast if you want to. Got to push that brand. Um, <laughs> hashtag brand. Hashtag brand. Justin. You. You want to talk about, you told me before we recorded you want to talk about No Man's Sky. Quickly. Uh, just very quickly. I have other things I'd, I'd rather talk about. Uh, last time we recorded, I said I was going for the platinum. I got it. A mm. um, little bit of spoilers from No Man's Sky. Uh, I... Uh, I got the ten Atlas Stones, which is what you want to do in that game. Uh, I think that's that's a uh, a worthwhile endeavor if you're enjoying playing No Man's Sky. I cannot recommend going to the center of the galaxy unless you are like really, really, really enjoying your time with No Man's Sky. Um, you watch like a video. or something. I watched a video yeah. of what happens when you get there because yeah. I I mean once I got the platinum, I had the ten Atlas Stones, and I you know you find out what happens when when that happens. I was like you know I'm like. 170,000 light years away. I was like, do I really feel like pushing through and, and going all the way to the center? And the answer was no. <laughs> so I figured, all right, well, you know, if it, if I, I watched the video and I said, you know, if this looks really cool, I'm going to want to see it for myself. And so then I'll mm. do it. And I won't spoil what it is, but like, I can't recommend doing it. Mm. Uh, the amount of time that it would take you to get there. I mean, I spent probably like 40 hours in the game, mm. 40, 50 hours in the game. And I liked the game. Uh, but, I, I soured a bit when I saw what, what it was. Mm. Uh, and that's all I really want to say about No Man's Sky. All right. We need something to perk him up a little bit. He's upset <laughs> about the video game, upset about the PS4 and a half. I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk about something that will perk We're me up. We're surrounded by comic books. and. <laughs> uh, I spent about 10 hours in the Battlefield 1 beta. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Talking with the guys, I figured, all right, well, like, I'm really hyped on Titanfall 2. And so, like, I, I love Battlefield, but, like, Battlefield 1 did not look like anything I really wanted to like jump in and play like a decent amount of. Mm. And I came away feeling disappointed by the Titanfall beta. And 
I came away like really excited about playing Battlefield One, which I did not expect, and that was a nice surprise. How do you feel about the World War One ness of this one? Um, it's got World War One in it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's there's you know there's weird things about the game. Um, it feels more like a Battlefield game than Battlefield Hardline did, which is Makes not sense. hard. Um, it's made by the actual Battlefield people. Yes. Uh, but even more, I feel like it it, it felt more fun to me than battlefield 4 and i played battlefield 4 back when it was broken as all hell yeah um i only got to play one map uh it was a very big map in the desert Mm. uh and you're starting with guns with like no scopes or anything like that there are murderous horses running around (laughs) that are like impossible to bring down um you see a tank and i i was playing the med the medic class which is my usual default class i try and heal everybody they make it really hard to tell when people need a revive there's like a tiny little white dot that's like hey come like Mm -hmm. when you're calling out for help Mm -hmm. like I barely saw those mm. and just like went over people all the time. <laughs> um, but I, I, you're I, a goner. I, yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, but I, I can't do anything for you. Sorry. You're like five feet from me. Good night, sweet prince. Uh, <laughs> the tanks are really hard to bring down. Um, until like you figure out after like so many hours of playing, you finally like started seeing people with like rocket launchers and mm. things like that. Or they, they called it a rocket gun. Um, man, I had a lot of fun with that game. Oh. I got into a plane. I mean, it, it felt did you immediately crash the plane? No, that's the thing. Is like I didn't, which is weird. Whenever I play a battlefield game, I've gotten to a plane. It's like, oh, I'm in a plane now. I'm, an, I'm all the guys are like, Justin, you should never fly. Like, why? Why are you flying? <laughs> you know how this ends? Because usually it's like, oh, I'm gonna get in the helicopter, and the helicopter lifts up and then immediately crashes. Yeah. Um, but no, like, it, it felt good. Like, it felt a little bit more simplistic than previous battlefields. Like, I felt like it was going back almost to like battlefield, like I don't know, maybe like Bad Company Two mm-hmm. or Battlefield Three, um, where. It just felt like you were like almost like running and gunning mm. and like, hey, like there's a tank here. I can't do crap against tanks. I'm a mm. medic. I'm going to turn and run. Right. And it was like you just like vacate the area. And like the 64 players usually like it bugged me out when I was playing Battlefield 4 because I was coming from three. Where it was a max of 32. But here the map was so big. There was like a very seat like uh, part um, point C on the map was like a big choke point. There's always going to be a ton of people there. But sometimes it's like on the outskirts. People would take a base and then leave it, and you just mm-hmm. walk up and start taking it. And that, that's what works about Battlefield so well is your kill-death ratio. You could be like 1 in 15, mm-hmm. but, man, you were there for every point capture, mm-hmm. and you came in first on your team because you captured, like, 15 bases. Mm-hmm. And your one kill was during a defense, and uh, like a defensive thing. And you know what? While you were doing that, you were a medic, and you revived a bunch of people, or you threw mm-hmm. down health packs. Like, you helped your team so much, you got the highest score in the game, and big deal that you were like 13 kills under. Right. Um, they made it so that kills don't affect the way that Conquest is played, which is different because in, in previous Battlefields, you'd have tickets. And when you take a base, the tickets start counting down. But also, every time you kill somebody, the tickets would count down faster. So you only have like a limited number of respawns, and they've changed it to like a more time-based thing. So that way, you know, you don't have to feel bad if you're like dying all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to play out overall. I mean, Conquest is like a very old game mode um, that they're throwing a wrench into right now. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I love that aspect of Battlefield. It's like the worst player can go and contribute to the team. It's mm-hmm. like, in, in a way, Overwatch feels like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I like Overwatch because I'm horrible at first-person shooters and multiplayer. But in Overwatch, it's the emphasis on killing is not, it's not the main emphasis. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, for me, for Battlefield, it's always been the same problem I have with a lot of those things, especially with the big maps. I feel like I get back to the front and then I'm just dead. And then yeah. I, it's all me just running and well, then the, dying, running and then dying. The good thing about playing this was um, it's very wide open. Mm-hmm. So you kind of figure out like, all right, well, like running through here, this is a danger zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could like look and tell like, man, we've got 
five of the seven bases. Like it's safe for me to run through here right now. Um, and when, I mean, we were playing a lot of it. You kind of figured out like, hey, these are where the snipers like hanging out because I've been killed by them multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. let me go a different path. Um, the destructibility um, was way better than it was, I feel like, in Battlefield 4, at least when I was playing it. Um, you were just leveling buildings. Like, you would start and be like, oh, cool, there's a building here, and you can go inside and put in C4 and, like, literally level the building. Right. Uh, so, like, where there was a flag hidden inside a building, it's, or, like, um, they had Conquest and Rush, and Rush is, like, there's an offense and defense, and there's two points, and the offensive team wants to run, put bombs on the two points. They both have to blow up, and then two more points open. Mm-hmm. So, was one of the last ones was in a building, and they just brought down the building, and it was like, oh, now there's no walls. So let's just run up and arm this. <laughs> um I had a lot of fun with it, man. I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna end up picking up that game, and I did not expect to say that. Did you uh, play with all the the crew? The yeah, I, we we, um, we played. Uh, I say like good four or five of us played. Some people really liked it. Some people were like, you know, I can't find it. Like, I they don't like the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. They don't like the you know guns without like big scopes mm-hmm. and night vision and all this stuff. And it it is more simplistic. Like pistols are super powerful. Mm-hmm. Like up close, if you have good aim, like you take out the pistol and it's like I just killed two guys with two headshots. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, sniper rifles are important. Um, tanks feel like they could be, like, world destroyers if they're not handled correctly. But at the same time, like, I was driving around in, like, a, a tank. Um, my gun just had machine guns. But the, if, like, five other people could jump in with me and they had, like, actual cannons. Mm. And there was, like, this um, biplane flying around. And, like, I was shooting at it with a tank mm. and hitting it. Because I, for some reason, they weren't flying very high. But, like, you feel like you could, like, shoot at planes with guns and, like, do damage to them. Because they're not flying, like, jets, like, super fast. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, like, kind of, like, they're doing bombing runs. Mm. But they're, like, you have any type of gun with uh, with any type of scope. And you're, like, taking, like, you're getting points for just hitting it. Right. So, like, I don't know. It, it felt good. It it's felt cool. good to play it. <laughs> it's good. It's cool. Bobby, do you remember when you and I used to play Call of Duty online? Yeah, I do. You remember? Yes. We used to have certain rules. Because I was so awful at these games. <laughs> we would play one-on-one, by the way, not most of the time, not with other people. We did play sometimes with other people. Okay, but. Yeah. So the rule was basically Bobby wasn't allowed to have a gun. Yep. <laughs> he would chase me around yep. with a knife. Yeah. And I'd always be like, I think I see him over there. He comes and then I'd hear, dead. Stab me three times in the back. My favorite ever story is, I don't know, I was thinking, it might have been Call of Duty 4 or Modern Warfare 2, maybe. We were playing on some map and it had like... um. Like build like you know like shacks around here, and then there was like a field of tall grass, and so he was like in the in the houses, and I was like running around the tall grass, and I saw him in like looking out a window, and so I ran in the other house, and I, I just kept walking up, and we were on headset together, and I walked up right behind him, and I just went behind you, <laughs> and then in the game he turned around, <laughs> and I just stabbed him in the head. <laughs> Uh, the melee weapons in there are kind of fun. Like yeah. you can get a shovel and stuff and hit people with a shovel. Um, we had this great Alan and I were playing and we had this great run where we were doing rush. For some reason, the rush servers were just like kind of empty. Nobody was. Everyone was really playing, playing conquest, and so we wanted to play rush. And so we went in and it was me and him versus seven people, <laughs> and we were on offense. <laughs> And uh, we ended up winning the match mm. uh, just like through perseverance. Like one guy was like, I'm staying in the tank the whole round. I'm going to keep killing you guys. But like a tank, you can kind of like outmaneuver. Mm. And so like every time we took, we like took like a point. So we would take both, um, both points and then move on to the next one. Like one person would quit on the other team and then one person <laughs> would quit on the other team. Mm. And then we got all the way to the end. I'm like, Alan, we're going to do this. <laughs> and it was two on two at the end. And the one guy refused to get out of his tank. Mm. And we were like, we took it and won it. And it was like, all right, that's mm. a good feeling. It's a good feeling to like level up and, and get new guns to try. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, like that game comes out. I, I mean, the beta is still running. It it's came like out October, last week, October first or something like that. Uh, yeah, and twentieth, twenty first, something like that. Mm. Um, I'm gonna pick it up. Mm. I'm gonna wait, has, how, wait and see how the servers do because the last Battlefield launch yeah, was a was, nightmare. Yeah, usually have pretty nightmare launches in general. Those games, but uh, but you know what, Battlefront la- launched pretty well. Yeah, no, it did. And it did. Uh, there were a bunch of people playing that, and so yeah. I'm gonna see if, as long as it's not like on fire, yeah. I'm gonna probably get like a few days after. Yeah, I wonder. I'm, I wonder how. Because those big, like, destructible moments are the things that really took down Battlefield 4. Like, when that building would fall down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the big thing is, in Battlefield, it's like, the, every, you can destroy the level. You can, like, destroy the buildings in the level. And they're very big on that. And then Battlefield 4, when it came out, it, you're, like, in Dubai or something like that. And there's this, you, you can blow up this skyscraper. And the skyscraper falls over in the multiplayer match. But the, the servers were so bad that it would, it would, it would like, start to break. And then the whole game would just crash. No. <laughs> it would go down. It would go down. Um, but that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're, you're enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, playing Battlefield 4, one of the things that turned me off about it was uh, choke points. Mm. There'd always be like on on every map, it seemed, especially this one prison map, it would be, you know, there'd be a hallway mm. or a door frame and one team would be on one side, the other team would be on the other side. No lie, like 15 to 20 guys on mm. each side of the door all throwing grenades, just nonstop. <laughs> and it was just like, this is not what I want out of Battlefield. Yeah. And this map seemed to alleviate that problem. I'll be interested to see how the rest of the maps play out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we both played Deus Ex. Mankind yeah. Divided. You told me to pick that up. I did. And uh, you were right. You enjoying it? Yeah. I, uh, I I was off on Friday. I had no children. It was amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, you still have children, right? Yeah, I have children. <laughs> uh, my wife didn't know I was off that day. She had a babysitter and she was like, should I cancel? And uh, this babysitter is Jorah's favorite and she brings two other little girls with her and he loves playing with them and he's starting school this week so I was like no like let him let her let him have like one more like fun little thing yeah, before it's for school Jorah. starts it's yeah. definitely for Jorah, Jorah. Yeah. Um, you funded this babysitter so you could play video games all day yeah, yeah. all day in my underwear it's great uh, you know what it was my anniversary I was like you could that could be my anniversary present I could care less this sounds great and so in the morning I went up I went to GameStop I, I was like I got nothing to play um, that I like I really wanted to um, didn't feel like playing Overwatch all day by myself, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna, let me let me pick up Deus Ex, and uh, I picked it up. Never played one before. I think I said that on the last show, and I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's a good mix of like Dishonored mm-hmm. and um, a really good like uh, cover shooter, like third person. Well, first person into third person cover yeah. shooter. Yeah, it's a uh, it's cool. I mean, I the, the the choice stuff is the stuff I like the most. Not in the, not the dialogue choices, but like the uh, the ability to either go in kind of guns blazing or do some stealth, uh, it, and being either one being sort of an acceptable thing. I I enjoy about, about that game and kind of being able to be like, okay, like I stealth, but like yeah, this is I don't know how I'm getting past this this situation. Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take these these fools out. I haven't killed anybody yet. Oh really? I try my best to not. I try my best to always use the like to the, my the to trank, my detriment. I haven't gun. killed anybody. Yeah, yet. yeah. I tried my best to do that, but there have been a couple times where I've just I kind of had to. I got in the situations where I was like, I'm just. Oh no! Once once I murder somebody, it's over. it's all over. It's all over. And <laughs> Everyone's everyone, getting murdered. Everyone will die. <laughs> you uh you can kill guys in Madden now. Oh really? It's new, yeah. It's cool, so cool, I haven't cool, really cool, dove cool, into cool, it. Cool, cool. It's, it's a team building thing. <laughs> yeah. Team building exercise. Rookie yeah. hazing. Yeah, rookie hazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I I really like the voice actor for Adam Jensen. I don't I don't know what it is about him. I don't know how. Like the first time I heard his voice, I was like, "Really? Oh, really?" Like, it, it like it was such a departure from any other video game voice I've heard. <laughs> I was like, "This is weird." And now it's like slowly 
I've gotten used to it. I won't say that it's grown on me, but I've gotten used to it. I, I, for, maybe it's why I like it so much because it's so different than all the other sort of normal video game voice acting. I can get that, but I really like that. And like, uh, it's some one of those things where it's tough for me to like pinpoint exactly what drives me through the game, but because like it's a it's a pretty good shooter. It's got a pretty cool like dialogue system. It's got pretty cool mechanics. It's got like some, but nothing about it is like you would say is the best in class for any of those like things. No, but it's odd for a game to be high marks and all those things at the same time. Yeah, and there's just something about like the 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 the, the, the world is. It's not really an open world. It's sort of like a couple of different hubs, which is great. Yeah, I, I like I like that a lot. And more game more games need to do this. Totally agree. Like that's the, I think that's super. It's like there's open hubs where I can go and I can I can explore some buildings. I can find some stuff I'm not supposed to find. But there's no part in the game where I feel like overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that's in front of me. Yeah, the side quests. It's oh, you never have that many side quests going at once. I just finished one last night. Um, and really, you can kind of pour through them pretty quickly. Um, if if you need to, and none of the side quests are go fetch this item. None of the side quests are do this race. There, there, none of them are like those sort of like normal, like repeatable open world. Here's a, here's an example. Quests. I'll give you an example of a side quest that I did last night. Um. I was walking around in the sewers, mm-hmm. as one does. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard about a cult. Mm. And uh, like possible like a cult in the sewer. And I went there and I met the leader of the cult. And I had to de- like I had to decide like then and there, like, do I want to do something about this? Like are, are these people that are here here of their own free will? Mm. Or are they here because they're being kept here? Yeah. And I had to like find that out and figure it out. And then when I had the answer to that, decide what to do with it. Mm. And like that's an example of like one of the side quests that I've come across so far. Yeah, where I wasn't like I have to go fetch these these items and then bring it back, or I have to go talk to like two NPCs and then it's over. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah, I did I did one where um one of the first things you have to do in the game is you have to go. You're sort of you're an augmented human. It's like in sort of like this near future where people have started getting like robot arms and robot eyes. But a couple of years ago, there was this incident where this person like hacked into all the augs and made them go crazy for a little while. So now there's like aug internment camps, like people don't want them around. Um, and you're augmented, but you work for the government. Um, and your augs have sort of sort of malfunctioned. And so when you start the game, your augs are malfunctioning. You have to go to this doctor who this kind of like underground doctor dude who like restarts your stuff. And, he, and, and when you find him, he's sort of been like waylaid by this mob. And he's sort of like, you know, this mob boss kind of is like kind of against me. And, um, you know, if you could go talk to him, I would really appreciate it, you know. Uh, and I went to him and, and um, I went and talked to him. And they have this upgrade you can get that makes you be able to like uh judge conversation so you get like yeah i saw that um did you did you, you get that one by the way no I, I i like i was looking through the tree and just saw it last night i was yeah. like oh i should probably That's invest good, in it's this a, it's a good one i don't have. even know like i know about the mob boss part you're talking about yeah. but i don't think i have that quest available you probably do if you, i don't if know you, if you wouldn't talk to that guy you, you you had to have you did you give him the thing that he needed before he asked you for it no and get the time traveler trophy? No. I did. Oh, really? <laughs> so I don't know if that like screwed anything up. It might have. It might have. So you might have already gone to the mob and killed them all. I uh, I went in there stealth. Oh, you went I didn't there kill stealth. anybody. Okay. So uh, I went to this guy and I, and I talked to him and you have this mod that basically gives you like this ability to judge people's heartbeat and like mood and you can sort of judge their personality and answer them accordingly to sort of get what you want. And so this mob boss, if I'd gone about wrong, could have ended up turning on me and trying to kill me, but I got him on my side. And he was kind of like, okay, uh, you know, you this guy can go free. I uh, when you when you 
I'll call on you later for a favor. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. Like, I'll see what happens when that happens. So I walk out, and the thing about in those games is that, like, I walk out, and I see, like, a like a sewer tunnel going off to the right. And I'm like, well, let me just see where this goes. Because you come and you can find upgrades, you can find stuff like that. So kinda, I kind of sink off, and I see these two people, like, um, playing cards, and they're talking. And they're talking about, like, nefarious stuff. So I'm like, okay. Um, and I took out, like, my um, my stun gun. And I shot one of them, and he fell over. And the other guy like freaked out, and I went to shoot him. I missed him, and he saw me. And they just, and then like he called all his friends over, and they just started like opening fire on this little sewer tunnel that I was in. And I was like, shit. I was like, I really want to know like what this whole situation is. So I have grenades. I just tossed a grenade out there, uh, and it like killed almost all of them. And then I, I took, I took, I took out a couple others. And I go out, and I'm like looting the bodies and find like credits and stuff. And I get a gun, and it's like that mob boss's name gun. So it's like, you know, like Nikolov's revolver. And I was like, shit, I think I just, I, I just turned off a side quest for later in the game. <laughs> Cause that guy, but I love the fact that you can do that, yeah. you know? And, and um, I, I did this big one. Where I robbed a bank uh, for this information that I needed to do. Uh, and that was awesome. Like it, it was a really multi-layer difficult m- mission to go on. And there was like a million ways you could go about it. Um, and there are ways that I realized after I'd gone one way down that I wish I had done differently, but it was just really cool. Like I could have, I could have impersonated this bank official and given this code, but I didn't find the right code in time. And I kind of went down the wrong conversation path on this instant messenger conversation. So the guy was like, yeah, I don't really trust who you are. And then kind of signed out on me and I couldn't get it back. Um, it's just really cool. It's, it's, it's a really cool game. And, and I kind of get in those very like kind of just in those, and that's getting in a zone with it when, when I play it where I'm like, oh, it's been like three hours and I'm, I've been playing Deus Ex. I'm, I think I'm coming close to the end. I think, I think, the mo- I think if you do fully complete, the game takes like 23, 24 hours and I'm hitting like 18 hours at this point. So, and I've been doing pretty much everything. So I think I'm, I'm you know, I'm on the, the home stretch. Nice. Yeah. But I, I love it. And um, it's been a long time since I played that first, the Mankind of uh, Human Revolution. And so I can't really judge them against each other because my memories of human revolution are all very like, Oh, I loved that game in 2011 when it came out. But if I played it now, who knows how I would feel about it. But this is definitely, I think on the, the same level for me. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, absolutely. You've been playing some other things as well. Yeah. Really quickly. I just, I don't want to go through real quick. Uh, I've been playing, uh, I played a little bit of a game called Valley. Uh, I almost which, picked that up, which I had seen on the PlayStation store and on PC. And it actually was Bobby North who tweeted about it like a couple days ago. And he just, he loved it. And he mentioned there was a really good story in it, which I didn't get from like watching the the trailer for it. So I was like, oh, was, and he said it was really cool and a lot of fun. And I picked it up and I've only played about an hour of it. About, like, I guess it's about a third of the game. Uh, but I will tell you, there are a few games that get like pure joy of movement as well as that game does. That's why I almost picked it up. He, he messaged me and was like, you should get this. It's and cool, man. I looked at it and it was like, that was the other game I was thinking about getting mm-hmm. on that Friday. And I was like, nah, I, re- I should really see Deus Ex. It's cool. You, like, you, you just you get this like thing called a leaf suit and it gives you these, these extra like abilities. You can run really fast and you can jump really far and just the, it's so smooth and feels so good. And there's like a real joy to every time you leap and, and you do something new. It's, it's cool. It's got a cool mechanic too, where you're sort of like trying to bring, you're trying to, your sort of deaths, um, the, the valley around you uses its life force to bring you back to life. And so if you die enough times, without regenerating the valley because you have basically two powers. You can give life and take life away. Um, And so if you die, you have to use some of your energy to restore some of the valley's power or when you die later, you might be dead for good. So it's an interesting back and forth mechanic. It's it's a cool game. I'm definitely going to finish it. Um, Nice. Neat game. And I've been playing Abduction, which is the new game for the people who made Mist. (laughs) 
Um, and it's definitely a, that kind of game. It's much less obscure than Myst is. I mean, it, uh, Myst is one of the most obscure games in the entire world. Um, but it's a puzzle game. You're in this mysterious place, um, and you have to kind of solve all of these environmental and sort of logic puzzles to sort of um, open up to you what the world is all about. And there's like NPCs that talk to you, and they use full motion video in very funny ways. And uh, it's a it's a cool game. It, it's it can be very frustrating at times because sometimes. It's not even like, oh, I don't know how to solve this puzzle. You're like, what's the puzzle I'm supposed to be solving? So that can get very, very daunting. But it looks great, and I look forward to playing through it. And I'm playing through it with my wife. So we always like playing through puzzle games together. So it's it's fun. Very good. Yeah, that's it. All right. I think that's actually going to wrap it up for yeah, us today. Yeah, I think so. Talked thank, about a lot of things. Thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for dropping that Madden knowledge on us. No problem. Yeah. And uh, we probably will talk a little, about a little bit on the, the podcast, uh, the Man Cave podcast. Oh, that's the one. At Man Cave podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter. We might talk about it a little more on next week's show, which will come out on Tuesday. Yeah. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or... All, all the places. All the places. Themancavepodcast.com or just mancavepodcast.com? The Man Cave Podcast. Because okay. you yelled at me when I set it up. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> you said, don't put a the. I'm like, <laughs> I need the the. The other one's taken, so... <laughs> All right. Bobby, what's your, uh, what's your Twitter? At Bobby Shortle. I am at Jaroke, J-O-R-O-A-K. You could reach us long form. Mm-hmm. Uh, our email address is... Games at TalkingComplex.com. And our Twitter account is Talking underscore Games. Please follow us. Like, review, leave us a review on iTunes. We haven't got one of those in a while. We could really use one. It makes Jackie happy. Maybe she'll come back if we get one, but probably not. <laughs> it's because I'm here. Jackie's not here. Yeah, it's a, right. She has been giving me a hard time about coming on the show for a year since last year's Madden. I mm. show up, nowhere to be found. It was her tweet that I was like, oh yeah, we should have Jeff on the show. <laughs> and poof, gone. Yeah. Jackie. 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 Unbelievable. Great. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. We will uh, catch you guys next week with our good Lord, our listing of our 20 best PlayStation 4 games. It's going to be the finale because we got to order. We have 20 games. We got to order the list. We got to order the list. I'm sure that that'll go smoothly. Yeah. We're going to record that right after this. Right after this. (laughs) So we'll see you guys technically next week and then the week after. Yeah. Goodbye.